Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. God bless. God bless. Welcome on to Young Men, Women, God's Worldwide Ministry. Presenting Ladies Night Out at the Round Table. And we just thank you all for joining us tonight with Pastor Robin Albright as our host. We were going to get started. Sorry that we were starting a little late as we do some on time, but I was listening to the praise music, and I mean, Sister Wine was dropping some songs on, that I just needed to get my praise on. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I had to, I got caught up. Some of y'all know just how that, that can go. But anyway, we're going to go on. I'm going to open up with prayer, uh, give the announcements, then we'll turn it over to the host of this um, glorious line, uh, Ladies Night at the Roundtable tonight, uh, Pastor Robin Albright. Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we glorify you, we magnify you right now. Father God, we don't, I don't know where we would be without you. Because you truly are the God of our salvation. We just thank you. We just thank you for all you have done, all you shall do, and all you will do. Most of all, Father God, we thank you just for letting us see another day as beautiful as this day. And we just thank you. We thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we just ask you to be with us this evening as we sit and just talk about your word and talk about the things and the nature of your word tonight, Father God, on this uh on the ladies' night of the round table. And Father God, we, ooh, 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 ooh. if we had a thousand voice, thousand tongues, Father God, we could not thank you and praise you enough for just allowing us to hear your your, your heavenly voice in our spirit, Father God. But Father God, we just we just ask you to walk with us this evening as we go through a session of understanding the things that may be put on the table for us to understand. Father God, we thank you for looking over our families today. We thank you for looking over our children and our children's children. And Father God, we just, we just thank you just for all you have done on this wonderful day that you have made. And Father God, we just, we just look in the walk with you yes. in all of your goodness and all of your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Hey, Reverend Carpenter, this is Tina. Hey, how you doing, Tina? God bless you. I'm fine. 
That's that's all right, Tina. <laughs> Hallelujah, glory to God. We just thank. We just want to ask anybody just 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 give just give God a praise. Say Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say Hallelujah.
So they both off and they and they both at seven o'clock on the same number. Amen. So, tomorrow we are having a special Sunday, which we will have every month or twice a month every month. That we will have a Sunday service in the evening. And this Sunday, Pastor Albright is coming to give a word. So come join her at six o'clock on the same phone number at six. Uh, I mean seven o'clock on the same. No, 6 o'clock on the same number. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock on the same number, y'all come join her, and she will come and bless us with a word on our evening special Sunday service. Um, On Monday, on the same telephone number, at 7 o'clock, we have the Bible study. And I'm telling you, we're having a good time. Don't miss, don't miss, don't miss the Bible study. And we 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 have a challenge for everybody, and and I and since I've been challenged, I haven't forgot about giving everybody else a challenge now. And we challenge y'all to to bring somebody on the Bible study with you. So don't forget to tell somebody to come on and yeah. join me. because right now we're studying the Book of Romans. And we're in the fourth chapter, so come on and join us. It gives you a chance to go ahead and read the fourth chapter. Amen. Can you all hear me? Amen. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um, on Tuesday, on Tuesday nights, we go on and fellowship with the House of Refuge Ministry, which is. Um, the angel and the uh, pastor that that uh, call is Pastor Robin Albright, and right now they're I think they'll be finishing up talking about your uh, survival kit. Am I am I right or wrong, Pastor Albright? Yes, sir. You're right. Okay, so join her, join her on Tuesday at seven o'clock. Same telephone number, different access code. And the access code for that is 136472. So we ask y'all to come join her at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. On Wednesday, we have the open mic ministry, which this month, I mean, starting Monday, starts the Women's Revival. And that will start at 7 o'clock. And the speaker for the opening of the Women's Revival called uh, How to Survive It, How to Survive the Struggle. So come and join us in the Women's Revival, How to how to Survive the Struggle. And our, speaker, our opening speaker is going to be Prophetess Frankie Briggs from out of Florida. So come in here, this powerful woman of God, as she opens the door to the Women's Revival, 7 o'clock, telephone number 724-444-7444, access code 84589-POUND, one pound. 7 o'clock, don't miss the revival. On... Thursday, 
We are on our second Bible study with uh, with me, Pastor Carpenter, and we start at seven fifteen on that Bible study, and that telephone number is six four six three zero seven one nine nine zero. And the access code is, and my glasses now, is 153-127-263. I'm repeat that again. 153-127-263. Please come and join us at 7.15 on Thursday night. On Friday night, we join Elder Renee Brooks on the Wild Pat Ministry. And she starts at 9 o'clock on Friday night. And her telephone number is 712-775-7035. Access number 153 153- Three eight eight again one five three three eight eight nine p.m. Friday night. We ask you to come and be blessed by these ministries, and also to be a blessing to the ministries because they're all open form. You can come, you can share what the Lord has put on your spirit. We also like to say that we are raising a donation to give to the TV station that we're going to be going on in the next six months. And we will be giving, coming up with uh, the mailbox by next, sometime next week. And we just have all the trouble. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I'm still here, Pastor. Okay, we just asked. I'm here. Okay, we're gonna ask. We're gonna ask. I'm here. Okay, we hear you. We hear you. We're gonna come in. We're asking y'all just to sow whatever the Lord puts on your spirit. For the Bible says that God does a cheerful giver. So we want you to be happy about whatever you sow. Um, with that, I think that is all the announcements. Um, we thank God for this woman of God. Um, this is this is our last night for a while to be doing the ladies at the night ladies night at the round table with um, next month evangelist Easter Williams will be doing one part of ladies night at the round table. Amen. And also uh, Prophet Pamela Cook will be doing the other part. At the at the la- at the at the end of the month of late night roundtable, so we just tell you to look forward to seeing these two these two women's names up, and know that um, Pastor Albright has a whole lot on her table because she has our church physical yeah. church ministry, Hallelujah. and we just we just lifting up and and want her to be attentive to what God has her to do and be able to hear God when he's talking to her. So 
she has to take some of the things off her table. And we, me and her talking, this was one of them, as some other things that she is taking off her table to be able to spend more time with God. So we ask all y'all to keep her in prayer, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that she be able to hear what the Lord is telling her, that she be able to pour into the people that the Lord has given her. Hallelujah. Because one thing that any of y'all I want you to understand, all of y'all may not be pastors and look at a pastor's job and it may look easy, but it's not easy because there's blood that's required to your hands. Amen. Every time when new people join and come a part of your ministry, that you're leading them in the right direction. So, you know, we need her to be attentive because we don't need her to have somebody's blood on her hands. Yes. And she is a part of this family, and yes. she is one of the sisters in this family. And if blood be on her hand, it be on our hands too. Because she is a part of us. Yeah. So just wanted to share that with you. Um, we're going to turn it over to her. The next voice and the next person that you hear speaking will be no other than Pastor Robin Albright. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone on the line tonight. Praise um, the Lord. Amen. Good to hear your voice, uh, Evangelist Easton. Good to hear Likewise, you. Likewise, all right. Hear your voice. Ma'am, y'all will hear some noise in the background because if you know your grandparent, children oh, drop yeah. off grandchildren and just drop off a die. I, oh. I have my one year old grandbaby sitting here with me, so if you hear oh. him in the background, I apologize for um, any interruption. Okay, that's understandable. <laughs> so um, tonight we're just going to talk uh, about faith and we're going to talk. Also about faith as being a leader and um, faith as just faith, period. And so, um, even with the who's, your, who's your guest tonight? Who is your guest? You didn't, you didn't announce your guest. Did I do it? Give me time, guest. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest will be Pastor Carpenter. Hey, <laughs> hallelujah. Good time. Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> so on the um, like I said, we're gonna talk about faith, we're gonna talk about vision. And um the scripture I wanna to use tonight for us is for excuse me, temperature can Um it's Habakkuk two, two through four. Again, Habakkuk two verses 2 through 4, and it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write my vision and make it plain upon the table, that he may run that reader. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So that is going to be our scripture for tonight. So as we go on um, on tonight's pastor, my guest, we're going to talk about vision, leadership, and faith. I think all that comes together. And when we talk about a vision, a vision is something that the Lord has given you. It's something that, that he has given you that needs to come to pass. And so as leaders and even as people all together, our faith wraps in with our vision. 
and simply, and I want the pastor to elaborate on this after our faith. The reason why I say our faith starts there with our vision is because if we have a lack of faith, then we will cause our vision to appear. We will cause our vision to be um, held back because we don't believe that what God is doing, he's going to do what that he's doing. So, Pastor, would you like to elaborate on that? Um, trying to help us out to figure out why sometimes our faith, when we have a lack of faith, it clouds the vision. And even though we've written it down like God has told us, and he said, write it plain. So um, would you like to help us out tonight? Yeah, well, one of the things what happens is that um, we sometimes don't believe in the vision that God has given us. You got to believe in the vision, and, and sometimes you can't see what you think you should see. Instead of you waiting, as Habakkuk said, see, let me tell you something. When you read Habakkuk, Habakkuk says, and I hope you all got your Bible still in front of you all, Habakkuk says, I was standing my watch and set myself on the rampart and watched to see what he will say to me. And what I will answer when I am corrected. See, sometimes God will give you the vision and you'll see it, but he hasn't told you the full instructions about the vision. And sometimes we go into a premature state and want, and want to see what we want to see. Amen. See what I'm saying? And when we see what we want to see in that premature state, we start wanting to operate on what we see and not waiting for God to give us correction on what we might go and what we might think that we see that we need God to give us confirmation on what he really wants us to do. You know, and that's, that's the thing about waiting, waiting on the Lord in your vision and just don't run out there because, and I'm not going to take long, uh, Pastor, but a lot of us just get it. As soon as we get it, we run with it. We do the running before we do the waiting. Go ahead, Pastor. Amen, amen. So why do you think in Habakkuk here that the Lord wants us to write it plain? You know, sometimes when people get a vision, they want to they want to go all out. They um they want to have a whole portfolio of vision. Why do you think that the Lord said to make it plain? Well, he wants you to make it plain because he wants you to make it what he said. And, and let me let me let me give you two a little more opening about why he said write it down and make it plain because he wants you to write down what he said. Sometimes I I I could give you something, and if you if, if you got to go from here to say say where you live at, Pastor, you got to go from your job all the way back home to write down what I just told you. If you don't write it down right away, you're going to lose something or you're going to add something on to it. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Because you ain't going to remember anything. But if you write it down as God gives it to you, you're going to write it down and make it plain. Just Amen. What God said. Just what God said. Amen. It's like when you hear from God, you start writing. Mm-hmm. All right, the Lord. If I got to pull the car open, oh, shoot, that's part of the vision. I got to pull over to the side. I hear you, Lord. Hold on, hold on. Let me get ready, Lord. Hold up. And you get over there, and you start writing it down, just as he said it. 
Because if you try to if you try to obtain what God says, you're gonna lose something by the time you get ready to write it down. Amen. Amen. So, anybody who likes to uh, make a comment so far or anything that you say? Yeah, I've heard that um, scripture from Habakkuk before, and actually, I heard it. Uh, about a couple of months ago, Steve Harvey was reading about it and talking on his morning show about writing the plan down and coming back to it later and having a vision. Sometimes when you write stuff down, you speak it in existence, and it comes alive. Amen. Like I know my sister, she wrote down in our college yearbook, you know, in high school, where it asks you where you want to be up, what you want to have when you get older. After she, You know, she wrote it down. Like 20 years ago, we went back to the yearbook, and some of the stuff she wrote down actually came true. Amen. Amen. And when she turned the page and she opened up the yearbook, in the back of the book where it says, write down your future plans in the yearbook, graduated from high school in 1998. Now it's 2015. She went back to the book. It was all dusted up when she found it at her mother's house. My mother handed her all the pictures and everything. Then in it, she turned the pages, went to the back, and the things that she written down came true. Amen. She was like, I'm going to be a RN. I'm going to drive a Mercedes Benz. I'm going to have a mansion. All three of them things she does have today. And we were surprised. We were screaming and yelling, you know, like, wow, ain't that good? You know, God, you know, did it. Amen. Put you in a path. You wrote it down and you believe it and you work hard and you pray. And you got what you want. Amen. Hmm? Amen. 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 That is so true. That is so true. Evangelist, you have anything you'd like to share with us thus far? Um, well, what I got out of the vision was um, um, that when we have to write that vision down, so whenever we carry that vision, um, we can carry the correct message to the up uh, to others. Um, Amen. that's what I got out of the um question and the. Words that, that were added. Amen. And you know, it's good. Oh, go it, it's good to write it down because it, it it brings back to our remembrance what God promised us. Amen. Amen. You know, we, we can look at Amen. that thing and and really say, Wow, you know, God said that this is what He's going to do. And this is what we're going to do. And so, you know, when we write it down, we can look at it. And yes. it, it, I think it builds our faith and it makes us want to dig and desire for them more so these things can come to pass. Amen. So, um, also, um, Pastor, we're going to talk about three different um, levels of people with vision. So you can elaborate on them uh, as you say that. Um, right. To help us, okay, with our faith and our vision, there are three different people. There are some people that never even see the vision. They are called wonders. So you want me to stop one by one and just read them all and you elaborate on together now? Uh, I'll elaborate on one by one. Okay, so the first one is uh, there are some people that never see it. They just wander around. Kind of like the children of Israel. Okay, so that's the first one, Pastor. These are people that are wondrous, but they don't see what God has for them. Okay. A wanderer. The first one that you're talking about is a wanderer, right? Yes, sir. And 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 let me tell you what a wanderer is. 
And and we we might even been wonders at one time. You ever just daydream? Mm-hmm. And see something and daydream about it, but it, but but you never do it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what a wonder is. One one is wonders about doing something. You know, it's like a wonder in your mind. You wonder about doing it, and you see it, and, and as you daydream sometimes, but you never do it. And then, and then sometimes you walk into what you've been wondering about, and they call it, and you walk, and you be like, golly, I've been here before. I, 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 you know, this is something I wanted to do, and I'm, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? But then you're not really there. Because it just seems like you're there, but you're not. And they call that what I call deja vu. Mm-hmm. Seems like you're somewhere, but you did. you've been here before and you did this before, but you ain't did it. You always, you, it was a wonder in your mind about doing it, but you never did it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us been to places that we, we, we wanted to travel to and we wondered about it. And we end up going to that place, and it feels like we've been to this place before. But it was something that we just daydreamed about. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Amen. The, the second one is some people see the vision, but they never pursue it on their own, and they are called followers. So and what happened? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me the question. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, why do you think there are so many followers? Because some people are not leaders. Some people are scared, are scared to step out on something, and they rather follow somebody else because if it, if it fails and ain't them, it's, it's the other person. <laughs> and come on, if any of y'all grew up in our home and y'all not single children, you know, Y'all was y'all that Christmas time. It was it was always you go downstairs for you. No, no, you go, you go, you go. And the one that had the heart to go would be the one that would get in trouble. What you doing down there? Didn't I tell you? And everybody shoot back up the stairs. But it would always be that one that would encourage you to go, but would only go if you would go first. Let me take you a scripture and show you what I'm saying. In the book of Job. With the um, with Deborah, God had told her that there was a man that that He picked out that was supposed to lead them, the children of Israel against the Ammonites, and they were going into battle, and they were going to get the victory. And she told the man, but the man said he wasn't going. He told Deborah, I ain't going unless you go. That's right. And he would not go until she got up to go. And as they were going, she said, today the victory fell into the hands of a woman. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you're a follower, you, lose, you, you, you follow somebody, but you lose, you, you lose your own vision. To be able to have to walk in somebody else's vision. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why some people are are followers because they don't have the faith 
to, to go on and walk and be a leader in the vision that God Uh-huh. to go ahead and you're trying to encourage them to go, but there's somebody that, that, that is disencouraging them when they go talk to them and say, you sure God gave you that vision? That don't look like something God gave you. Mm-hmm. And that person will stagnate that person to really want to step out. Mm-hmm. And that same person that, that stagnates you will make you a follower, and then they'll lead you in your own vision. <laughs> I think yeah. some people follow people out of peer pressure. They want to be followers because that's all they know how to do because that's all they've been taught all their life. They never had a chance to lead. All they know is following. Some people follow the crowd. Some people follow their parents because that's what their parents tell you them to do. Some people follow their friends because that's what their friends tell them to do. Some people follow groups. Some people follow fad, fashion, form, and they follow things out of popularity. They don't. They know what is wrong, you know, but they still do it. But they know right from wrong, but they just do it. If I don't do this, I'm not going to be popular. If I don't do this, they're going to look at me as a punk. If I don't do this, I'm not going to fit in with the in crowd. Some people think that from the theory that I learned when I went to Webster University on the Myrtle Beach campus because Webster is worldwide, we had a statement going on in HR a lady brought a baby into the classroom, or leaders are born, or they made. Which one do you think? Or leaders are naturally, generally born by genetics, or they manif- manufacturing, manifesting, and born because someone taught them how to lead, or they following leaders because someone trained them how to be leaders. Which one? Are leaders born originally, out of the womb, born from birth, or they manufacturing made? I think, I, I think, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, 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 ladies before, gentlemen, go ahead. Oh, that's good. No, I'm just going to say, I think it's both, because there are some people who God has predestined to do things. Mm-hmm. And then I do believe that there are some people that just need to be encouraged, pushed to the potential to be a leader, because they have that potential but they're unsure of how to lead. They're unsure if they were called to lead and that they need that um, that push to make them go forth. Amen. Back to you, Pastor. Yeah, well, I think people are born to be leaders. I think that, that also you can manufacture leaders. You can you, you can take a baby and make a, make a baby that might not have been a born leader and make them into a leader. Because you can form and shape someone into being a leader. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's not no lie. You you just like you could take you could take a child that 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 got a whole lot of that. There's always you could put a bunch of babies together, and you see always one baby is leading the rest of the babies, and you could take that one baby that's a leader, and you could make him a follower. Because all you got to do is break him down in his leadership role. Amen. That's it. That's it. Because you could take somebody that's a, that has a child as a leader and spank him all the time and tell him he don't do this, you don't do that, and eventually he'll have yeah, leadership in him, but then you'll be unhindered the leadership in him. 
And I'm trying to show you all something. That's what happens to a lot of people in the body of Christ. They come in with leadership, but people hinder them and, and, and talk down on them. That yeah. They, yeah. They, they tend to don't want to step into the leadership role or, or want to be ahead of something because people are always stagnating them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, especially especially when you have women, a lot of women do, do a lot of auxiliary things inside the church. And they got some women that are good leaders to do it, but they won't step out because somebody always bash them when they do something. Mm-hmm. Girl, we don't do that like that. Uh-uh. No, nah, we put it up like this. Hey, don't you come in with no new stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she got a bunch of other girls with her that agree with her. And then you, you, get, you get to the point where I'm going to leave this alone. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because I might go outside one of these heifers' heads. Let me sit down. Y'all go on and sit down, and then y'all sit on your leadership. The leadership that God got on you, you'll sit down because you don't feel that you appreciate. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then that that'll make you a follower, because now you got now whatever they doing, you following them because you you ain't trying to step forward to do nothing. Right. So true. Yeah. So that that that's you know back to. Uh, uh, the answer is that, you know, I believe there's born leaders, and I believe that we can mold and shape people into leadership. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. And our, our, our last one is, some people see it and pursue it, and they are called achievers. So why do you think, Pastor, and I mean, we're talking about leaders in the body of Christ, and just um, people all together. Why do you think that when people who see their vision and when they pursue it and they begin to achieve it, it's such a big problem sometimes in the body of Christ? Well, you gotta let, let's go back to David. That that once you know he became king, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when he got anointed, he he wanted to go see what it is, what it was to be a king. So now he's moving towards what he wants to achieve. And when you want to achieve something, you start learning about the stuff that you need to take in to achieve what you want. And when you're on that road and people see you, they do like Saul. They're going to try to kill it off in you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what Saul did. Saul seen old man, this guy, there go, he do this. They saying, David slayed, I slayed a thousand, and David slayed 10,000. You know? Mm-hmm. Because they start saying that you are aggressive about achieving whatever, whatever that's in front of you. And when people see you aggressive, sometimes they want to stop you from being so aggressive in doing it. But I think that is one of the essence that God gives us when he puts that in us to want to achieve something, that we become very aggressive to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Y'all look, at y'all, in your, y'all look at y'all in your callings. You know what I'm saying? Y'all were all, all of us, when we got called, you know what I'm saying, we were very timid at the beginning of our calling. But once we got settled and and we got into it, we became we became aggressive about achieving different things and what God called us to do in the kingdom. 
Amen. You know, Amen. And if, there's some things that you that you get so that you get so aggressive about doing. People be like, "You need to slow down. You need to slow down." You know. Amen. Also, I would like to um, add to what Reverend Carpenter said to Minister Albright. When okay. we do um, get to that point of achieving, um, and we know that we have achieved what God has given to us, um, it, here comes the the devil which he already mm-hmm. knows that God has given us so much wisdom and knowledge to uh, to achieve what he wants us to accomplish. So the devil, with many, um, gets in many people, um, uh, people of God, that will try to tear us down because he know, already knows that we already accomplished our achievements. So the devil do not want us to go further with our achievement, so he he try he he would try to tear it down, and he mm-hmm. would use the one who we thought that would not um, try to tear us down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not people; it's the it's Satan that what um that that what he tr- he tries to do to tear us down. Once we can achieve. I can I give you one more thing too? The Holy Ghost would just let me know this, just to add on to that that a person of that caliber don't need no one to encourage them to do what they got to do. Right. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? See, a lot of people need people to encourage them. But when you go and when you go, David said that I didn't have nobody to encourage me, so I encouraged myself. Mhm. Mhm. And and when you when you the person that 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 we're talking about, uh, um, the pastor all by this is telling, asked me the question about that person. It's such it's have such motivation to achieve something that they ain't worried about nobody encouraging them to do. They encouraging themselves that they can do. I think that that that, that Tina told us about her sister, and she looked back in the in the, in the Bible, or back in the uh, yearbook, and she saw the things that she wrote 20 years ago that she has accomplished because she didn't know she didn't need nobody to encourage her to accomplish it. That she encouraged herself that she could accomplish it. And she did. Mm-hmm. And she probably didn't even go back to that book to see, did I write this down? She didn't even need the book to encourage her about what she said she was going to do because she already had that encouragement inside her. The book was what? actually left 100 miles away she said that. She had to go back and get it. See what I'm saying? So, so it was already she embedded. She talked about the book. Right. So it was all already embedded in her that, that these are the things she wanted, and as they as she started moving to them, she encouraged herself. And every time she accomplished one, she became more encouraged to get the next one. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, um, and we talk about achievers because I'm a very strong-willed person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, um, and so at work, a lot of times when things they can't get things done, they come to me. And um, I'm very strong-willed, and I like to achieve what I go after. And when I get into leadership position, sometimes I have to calm myself down some because I know how strong-willed I am, and we have to, I have to learn to wait on God to open up that door to move forward. Because sometimes we can be such overachievers that I think we get ahead of God. Amen. 
and and that's when we, you know, sometimes we get make our mistakes, and sometimes we hinder what God has for us because we we're not as you know we're not trying to be disobedient. We're just so excited about Amen. what God, you know, has given us the the vision. Um, there's so many things that He has given me for this ministry, and I'm like, oh Lord, have mercy. You know, I I barely have any members, but how in the world? And I'm so excited, and I want to do this and do that, but I have to write it down and put it in the steps that he has given me and take yeah. those steps so that I can achieve the vision that God has given me. Amen. So the, um, it was four, Pastor. I'm sorry. And the other one says, some people see it, pursue it, and help others, and they are called leaders. And so with that being said, a lot of us that are leaders, Oh, okay, well, I'll ask you, Pastor. As, as from a leader perspective, why do you think sometimes it's hard for certain pastors and certain people in leadership to help those out that see a vision that God gave them? Um, because some some leaders think that God only speaks to them. Well, one thing one thing about some leaders, some leaders don't even understand about how, how to acquire the resources for the vision. Mm-hmm. See, see, because when you get God gives you a vision, He also gives you resources. Amen. And you have to understand what the resources is. Um, just to tell you a story, I, I God sent me to a church, and I always tell a story about a church. But the pastor's vision in this Baptist church in New Jersey, his vision wasn't coming to fold, and he couldn't understand why. And God sent me there to reveal to him about how to make the vision come to fall. He was looking at, at the resources and being money and not looking at the resources and being people to add on to the vision. And I'm not talking about he had a church full of people, but God was sending people in ministry that could help do some parts of the vision that he couldn't put his, put his hands on and and be and be a blessing to him and bringing the um bringing bringing that part of the vision to fold, and it would have been prosperous to him, but he would have a problem with them people because he thought they were trying to come and steal his vision, and he would rule them out. That's what happens with a lot of people. That, that when you get in your vision, you know what I'm saying, you can't help nobody else with their vision because they won't let you help them. You know what I'm saying? People, people, anybody, it's like a person can start a new church and God has somebody there that will help them get it off the ground and help them do things, and then they won't use them people. And that, and that, and that is an insecure person in leadership because, you need to be ready to accept anything that God is going to help you that's going to, that the person is going to fall in to be about your vision. Amen. You know, and that's why even, even the people in the church, the people in the church have to understand your vision is not the pastor's vision. Right. And you can't try to add your vision on to the pastor's vision, but you can get the pastor to help you bring, bring about the vision that God has given you. See, and you have to they have to you have to start understanding the operation of uh, of walking in a vision 
and being in leadership to to being that that person in the pew. There's some people in the pew that their visions can add on to the vision with the pastor, and there's some people in the pews that their visions can't. On it ain't time for it. You read the Bible that every vision. Let me let me just bring that back to you and show you what happens with leaders. Um, just to read it to you. It says here that leaders and visions go together like fire and and heat. You cannot separate them without destroying their essence. Though Habakkuk, the God, furnished some instructions on vision for all of us, a divine vision should be written down, should be distributed to people, should be acted on, and is for a selected time in the future. See, you got to know when your vision and when it's time for your vision. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was talking about, how people walk prematurely. You know, you got to know when it's time for your vision, and and you know time when another vision that you could add on to your vision. It also says here that... Um, motivates us towards the goal and should not be discarded, will not fail. And and, and if you walk in, in the essence of God leading you and instructing you and listening and being led by him in the vision that he gave you, your 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 vision will never fail. Mm-hmm. Amen. But you got to know it take one it take more than one person to bring a, a vision to fall to pass. You can't do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't do it by yourself. But you got to know. You got to know, and you got to select who can who can help you and who can help you. And you got to understand the resources that God is going to send you. And it ain't going to be money all the time. That's right. Sometimes it's going to be people. Mm-hmm. And some people may may come, hit you, and run. Hit you and run. But you got to let them hit. You can't be intimidated about them coming. Amen. Amen. Anybody would like to uh, make any comments about what the pastor just said? Um, I I agree totally, 100%, with everything he was saying. Everything that he was saying, I'm on point with that and everything that some good questions asked. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm just listening. Amen. So next we're going to talk about two different people. So this will help us know if we are, if we carry a vision or we just visionary. So, uh, Pastor, first I'll, I'll say the first three about the vision, then I'll let you elaborate. If we are a person who carries the vision, then a person who carries the vision talks little about it, but does much. A person who carries a vision finds strength from inner conviction, and a person who carries a vision continues when problems arise. Mm. That's for you to elaborate, Pastor. I think what you say is so right. A person that talks little about their vision is 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 more motivated to move to bring the vision to fold. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not 
they not they not running around. You know, I got this vision. I got and every time you see them, they talking about the vision, but the, but ain't nothing happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? But a person that don't talk about the vision, they let you see what's happening to bring the vision to fold. They working on bringing it so you can see it. And then when they when they get to to finishing it, and you be like, Golly, how did you? What, what's that? God told you to do that. Yeah, this is the vision that He gave. This is the vision that you talked about way back then, because I ain't never heard you talk about it no more. He said, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk for you talk about it for me to bring it to pass. Amen. You know, because some people, you know, some people talk more about something and then doing more about it. And what was the other one? What was the other one, Pastor? And the last one was that a person who carries the vision continues when problems arise. Continue with what? When problems arise. Oh, yeah. um, Go in the book of Nehemiah and look at him when he was up on the bridge that God told him to rebuild the wall. And all kinds of trouble came, but that didn't stop him from what the vision that God gave him about putting that wall back up. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Um, some men came to him one day, and they told him, you know, all that stuff that he had to do and blah, 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 and he just ignored them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You go, you, 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 you got to ignore everything that wants to distract you from bringing about the vision that God gave you. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, because if you allow people, I don't care if your husband, your wife, whatever, if we say God come first in our life and they can't understand that, see you later, alligator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of your life, it ain't about them, it's about you. <laughs> you can love them all you want. But you know what? I got a greater love than I love anything here on earth, and that's Jesus Christ and God. Right. And if they gave me a vision, and you want to be, you can't see me doing what God's having me to do and be joyful with me about me doing that, then see you. Because that means that God is moving me a place that I can't carry you with me. And when you get a vision, sometimes everybody can't go with you because they can't see what you see. That's true. That's so true. And I don't care how you try to break it down to them. They can't see what you see because God is giving you more of what you're seeing to be able to walk further in the vision that he gave you. And most of the time, the people that you have with you is that second person that you talked about. You have a person that's just a visionary. No true vision, but a visionary. A visionary is a person that sees a vision but can't, but never operates in it. Right. <laughs> they see it. Oh, boy, they, they can tell you some stories about some pretty stuff they see, but they never moved on it because they're just a visionary. Mm-hmm. And, and what, we call, what, we call, what we call visionaries, we use another name in and, and the natural, we call them dreamers. You have some people that are just dreamers. Amen. Yeah, they they just dream. They can tell you some of some of the awesome dreams. You know what I'm saying that they had, but they never moved on the dreams that they had. They just dreamed it. That's so true. That's true. 
Amen. And like you're saying, a visionary is a person that does a whole lot of talking, but don't do too much. And a visionary person finds strength from outward conditions, what's going around them, what's going on around them. And and, and then, you know, if, you, if they're having a good time, then they're going to go with it. Or something. You know, when the road gets hard or difficult, then they get it. Yeah. Yes. So, he, 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 he hangs in a circle because he, he has a, he has a, uh, like. Hello, could you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, but there's a lot of talking. I think the pastor got distracted talking to someone else. Yeah, I was looking to see maybe y'all still hear me there. I was so plugged in. Oh, no, we can, we can hear you. Okay. And I wanted to give a couple of examples for someone who may need a little push because, you know, sometimes when we get visions, we, we get a little distracted. So, Amen. Um, in the, it, it says that Beethoven was deaf, and so was Thomas Edison. Charles Dickinson was lame, lame, and Plato was hunchback, and Sir Walter Scott was paralyzed. But each person had an inner dream that lit a fire which could not be extinguished. So when we look at certain people and we look at certain things, we have to get that, that fire on the inside of us. We have to want to, to, to make that vision that God gave us come to. It's kind of like Jeremiah, you know, he, he was equipped, but he said it was like fire shut up in my bones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he couldn't throw in the towel. He That's couldn't right. just throw his hands up and say, I don't want to do it. He couldn't just say, Lord, but you know, you find somebody else. But yet, it was something on the inside of him that lit that fire. And he had to keep on going. And so that's what we have to do with our vision. Our faith has to be lit with a fire that we know that God's going to do exactly what he has given us. Oh. Would you like to say anything about that, Pastor? Amen, amen. It, 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 I mean, what you said is so true. What you said is so true. Um, if anything that I would like to just throw out there that the Holy Ghost was dealing with me with, it's about we have to watch out for self-vision. Some visions that we we, we, we drum up in our minds ourselves. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And that's the truth. Wow, and that yeah. was just... Yeah, and you got to watch out for your own self-vision because... You know, you, you start working on something and ain't nothing happening. It's not happening because God didn't give you that vision. Amen. Amen. And just as well as you got to understand, you got to know the vision that God gives you than the vision that the adversary may plan in your mind. Amen. Because the adversary have and the enemy have their things all planned up together. They are to kill, defeat, and destroy. Amen. That's right. And yep. they come like a thief in the night. They want they they want their planning and plots to work so well. Nowadays, you can't tell the enemy from your friend. You can't even tell. The, sometimes the enemy might be your own spouse. The man wants who calling you babe and honey. Amen. That's true. That's true. That is so true. 
Or they have like a wolf in a sheep clothing. They want, they pretend so well, they want everything to go right for you. But the moment you turn your back, they reveal how they truly they are. They want everything to go bad against you. They talk back, they talk down on you. They belittle you, they berate you. They make their plans, they scheme it. They have it plot up so ready. And they want to execute it so well so you can be defeated. They wanted to come on you and they wanted to come on you hard at one time and they're sitting and laughing because it's something that they've written and planned down and they wanted to play out and they done mapped it out. But that's why, as we talked earlier about that quiet man that didn't talk a whole lot about his vision, a lot of us always want to run around and tell everything that God is doing with but us. But we can't do that because people, everybody don't want us to do well. Right, I'm, I'm getting so there. So we got to keep there. our style, and that's why we got to keep our prayers on the storage house. We can't just wait to the last minute to start praying. It's an everyday event thing. Just like how you plan for hurricanes and the snowstorms, and you get all that water and you put it in your pantry. We want we want you to store the prayers up in the same way in effect to defeat the enemy. Amen. 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 You have to you have to understand about who you can talk to your spiritual business about and who you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the thing about it, um, you have to grow to find out who you can trust and who you can't trust. So true. You know. Yes. And, and believe me, if you if you really have a, a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll let you know. It'll let you know. The Word of God says that we should have an open confession before each other. You got to know who you can have an open confession about what's going on in your life and who you can. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I had a lady. I just tell the story. I had a lady who was in my Bible study in um, North Carolina, down in Kenansville, North Carolina. And just like Bible study now, they used to enjoy coming. And one day we were sitting there, we were talking about something, and she she opened up and said, yeah, I know how that sister's feeling because I had an adulterous relationship at one time with my husband. Now, the lady was a deaconess in the church and everything. And... She opened up and made that confession during the Bible study. And I would only come to their church when they passed and was going to go somewhere. And he would ask me to come to the Bible study for him. So I got over there maybe a month later to teach Bible study. And I asked him about the lady. And one of the sisters took me to the side and she said, you know what, after that that Wednesday that she... um." Say what she said. We need you to mute your line because we can hear you moving stuff in your house. Hello. Sorry. Okay. Um. We um. We turned. She turned around, and the other deaconess heard about it, and they ran her out to church. And it taught me. It taught me about that you need to know who you're gonna have open confession around. For somebody to take something that happened many years ago in your life and not look at at too much of who you are today, and they're just looking for something to damage you, to damage you where you at. 
Exactly. And that's the same way how I tell my husband, why would somebody go back 25 years old and dig up in his past? Because they want the things what he had. When are you going to learn to let some of them no good and their fake friends go away? The only friend that you should have should be your wife. (laughs) Amen. Fake friends come with fake praises. Amen. They pretend so well to your face that they want everything to go right for you. They listen at your confessions, but when quote-unquote mad day comes, they're ready to tell what you confide in them. And forget that they were supposed to not tell it. Amen. They ain't going to bite their tongue. They ain't going to hold their tongue. They're just going to be like a dam. They want to bust it, and they want to tell it, and they're going to let it all out. Well, God told us that that the wolves will come in sheep's clothing. So, you know, it's for you to detect who, especially we're going we're gonna to stay on vision because that's where we're at. But it's, 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 it's about you to be sit down and tell people what God is taking you and showing you things in your life. And you've got to know who you can tell and who you can't tell. And you learn that as you start growing because you know who, what people are, are, are lift you up and what people you tell that to, they're going to kick you down. Yeah. You know it. And, and, and it's not hard. As you start to come into a body of Christ and growing, you know who's for you and you know who ain't too much for you. Right. You know yeah. that person that you say, the Lord is doing this. You sure the Lord is doing that for you? Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you, you know those type of people that you say things, oh, you know what, I was looking out my window and I saw some angels going across the sky. Oh, stop lying, boy. You ain't seen nothing like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you, when those are the people that you know you ain't killing them nothing. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So then you learn who you can talk to and who you can't. So true. Mm-hmm. When you got a vision... You got to know who you can sit down and talk to, to about the vision that God gave you. If you tell the wrong person, they're going to they're gonna help damage that vision that God gave you. Because everybody ain't, ain't there to help you. Some people are sending the adversary or sending somebody that, that, to damage that vision, that it won't Amen. come to fold. Because if your vision don't come to fold, it, it just benefits, his, it benefits the, the adversary because it ain't going to benefit God. But when it comes to fold, it benefits the kingdom, and it, and it, and it destroys something in, in the kingdom of the, of the adversary. Amen. And, and I'm glad that that was brought up, because we're not going to talk about all 10, because um, we'll be here all night talking about all 10. <laughs> but I'm going to pick a couple out that help us, because like you said, the adversary, so there, there are 10 types of people who usually hinder our vision. I'm just going to pick a couple out and we can talk about them and you can elaborate on those. Um, the, the, the very first one that hinders our vision is called a limited leader. And a limited leader would either lack the vision or the ability to, to successfully pass it on. So uh, a limited leader is somebody who, to me, wants to keep the vision all to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, pastor, as I say these out loud, I give you a chance. A limited, say, a limited uh, leader is going to keep the vision to itself, and you go there, he's going to steal your vision. <laughs> mm-hmm, 
That's a limited leader. A limited leader because he want to limit everything to himself. Everything to himself. You go in there, faster, faster, let me tell you my vision, faster. You tell me your vision, I give you in a month's time, here how your vision operating in the church. <laughs> Less than a month. <laughs> <laughs> and some I people are paying for a fake vision. Hmm? <laughs> and some people are will pay for a fake vision. Yeah. <laughs> They might will, but sometimes some people take a fake vision and make it come into reality. True that. Because <laughs> they have the resources. See, any vision, all you got to do is have the resources, and you can bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. That's what brings a, 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 a vision to pass is having the resources. And 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 another, we're not talking about money. The resources could be people, could be a facility, could be anything that you need to bring this vision to pass. That you have the resources to be able to reach out and get. Mm-hmm. Don't you you think about these 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 um these churches? Those big churches were somebody's vision. And the people and the people that brought it to pass was the people that were sowing into the church to to, to pay for this million dollar, two million, twenty million dollar building that they go worship in every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Let me let me show you. Let me give you a good example. Joe Osteen. That vision where Joe Osteen is is not wasn't Joe Osteen's vision, but it was his father's vision to have that that place where they at. His father died, and all Joel Osteen did was carry on his father's vision. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But he didn't do he didn't he didn't he didn't do it out of out of resources of his pocket. But he did it out of the resources that his father started that it could that it could come to pass. And that's about uh, Lakewood Church grew and kept growing to that factor that his father had the necessary people to bring that vision to fold. Financially, mm-hmm. I hope somebody's catching it when it comes to your vision. It's about the resources that brings about the manifestation of your vision. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So when you got when you got one of them pastors that are keeping all this stuff to himself, you got to watch what you tell him because he'll take yours and make yours a part of his. And you'll see your your visions pop up in the church, and you'll be like, "Wow, that's mine." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. The pastor, I just I'm not bashing anybody, but the pastor I just left that I was sitting under, uh, he was a limited leader because he only thought that God spoke to him. Amen. If someone came to him with uh, you know a vision or something mm-hmm. that enhanced the ministry, mm-hmm. oh, my gracious, he would go off. Yes. Mm. And you're sitting there looking at him like, okay, you're not the only one God speaks to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and you try not to disrespect your leader. And, you know, and then, <clears throat> as the pastor said, it comes to pass. We And I'm going to say this one, then we're going to go on. I was um, in the Sunday school, and our Sunday school superintendent, we came from another church together. And um, 
So she was asking, how can we help our youth for Sunday school? So I made a suggestion. I said, well, how about we get a jug and collect it from one August to the next August? That way we can help, you know, the students get book bags and paper and maybe help a college student get a computer, you know, something to, to help the, the parents also. Well, the following yeah. Sunday came, this sister that went home and made her a jug and placed it in front of the church, and she told the church that was her idea and on and on. And when the pastor got up to correct her, she corrected him, and he sat down. <laughs> so we still have to be careful who we tell our vision to. That's so but, true. Amen. But, you know, sometimes we also have to say, Lord, it's all about you. All about him. That's right. All about you. So I'm going to give it over to you and the truth will come out. And sooner or later, the truth came out. Everybody found out that I gave the idea. And, but it's not about me giving the idea. The idea was given to me by the Holy Spirit to enhance the church and to help the children. Amen. Can I, can I just say something to you all? You sure can. The most powerful thing that, that can happen is the simple fact is that I've been there. Okay, and you give somebody your vision, and I got it. There's there's a bunch of other phone ministries that came out of this phone ministry, and a lot of them I started. There's a there's a domestic violence line that's is popular on, even on Facebook, and y'all can go up there when y'all on Facebook and look it up. It's called Never Alone. It was mine. I started it, but the person that's over now was my partner, and I gave it over to them because I was doing something else. And they don't even attach me to saying that, that I was the founder and everything of, of that of that domestic violence line. And, and, and check this out. The church that we belong to, the person that's over now didn't belong to the church, her daughter did, and her daughter hooked me up with her, and the pastor of the church ended up taking that organization that I started because he really liked it, and he saw where it was going, and he wanted to make it a part of the church. He took it and put it under the umbrella of their um, 50C1, and that young lady was able to be blessed that she got a building and an office right inside of Inglewood, New Jersey, that she Quit her job and was able just to work under that under that ministry and be saved. Wow! And, and guess what? I never received a dime out of it or nothing, <laughs> and, oh, didn't, and didn't care. But I didn't care. You know, people used to call me up, Ali, that's this, and I'd be like, "So what?" I said, "You know what? The one that gave me the vision for it is the one I'm gonna be rewarded for." Mm-hmm. And that's God. God saw what I did. He seen me give it up, but he don't see me acting crazy because just as well as Jesus died and gave the apostles ministry, he died and left it to them to go on and do it. It's the same way I got to think if any of y'all on, 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 in the family that we have go on and do your own thing. I ain't mad with y'all about going on and doing your own thing. Because you were, we were still a part of each other, and whatever you learned here, you were able to take it somewhere else 
and enrich it in somebody else's spirit and soul. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you got to look at that. There's a higher person watching, and I believe God writes down. He got a book that He's gonna open up of all you did. And I think that I think that when you, when you, when as long as you don't get upset about certain things, and oh that's mine, I did this, I'm and, and go over there and make a scene about it. I think that when you do that, you put. Um, give it to me all ago. What, what? You, you could derail your own blessing from from the blessing that you gave. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that was a good thing, Pastor. All right. You you know, you know they may not have mentioned your name or whatever, but God knew. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody else you want to know more than God. Amen. <laughs> because there's nobody can reward you better than he's going to reward you. Yes. You know, you know, and, and I, I'd rather receive that reward than for me to make a scene for me to be known here. And I believe that when you make it known that, oh, that's mine, they didn't do it. I never say that on Facebook or nothing about Never Alone Again. And there's another, there's two other ministries up there that I started that, a pop law on Facebook. I don't, I don't ever, the only, I ain't even never said nothing to none of y'all about it. I don't say nothing to nobody because you know what? The thing about it is God gave it to me. I did what God wanted me to do, and I will receive a greater reward from him. And I ain't going to cancel my reward out because one thing the Bible says that if you be seen, you receive your reward right there. And I believe if I go and make a scene about all this, then mm-hmm. and, and it comes to pass, I'm, then God's going to say, okay, you receive your reward right there. Because that's the one you wanted. That's the one you got. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm just sharing this. I'm sorry for talking too much about it. But I want somebody just to know there's some things you're going to do that, that, that people may take from you, but don't even worry about it because God saw what you did. Amen. God's so old you did. People gonna claim your stuff. You tell them your vision. They went, oh, that's mine. You know what I'm saying? It happened in the world to a bunch of people. The first man that really did certain things, uh, 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 what electricity and some other stuff. You read it was a black man that did it, but it was a white man that got the thing. It was a doctor that did the first open heart surgery, and they showed a story on TV. It was a black guy. He never went to school to be a doctor, but he learned all this behind the doctor he was working with, and he did the first open heart surgery, but if he wasn't known to do it, it was the white man that was known to do it. Amen. Just like the Bible room, um, God gave me the vision, and um, I post a picture up there of myself. But then again, when I went back on the Bible room the next day, it was something different. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, bless God, bless you. Now, whoever put that post picture post up there of showing everybody that's in the Bible room, I, I don't know who did it, but I thank God for that person. Because, I, I like I said, it's not um, only my Bible room. It's everybody mm-hmm. who's in mm-hmm. their Bible room. Um, I don't, I just did the vision, but... That right. post, posted up there. I thank God whoever posted up there because that was a good thing. Amen. Amen. That's what you know. That's what we have to do. And I can get y'all to laugh because um, even though I came, you know, God gave me the vision, 
They collected money. Y'all know for two years they never bought my children no school supplies. (laughs) 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 Ain't that something? I said, wow, not only did she steal the bitches, they won't even buy my child a a notebook. I said, (laughs) ain't that something? But, you know, the blessing out of that, one of the ladies in the church I came to Bible study one night, she handed me an envelope. She said, don't open this until you get home. Mm-hmm. And so nosing me, I get in the car. I'm like, what the world in this envelope? She handed mm-hmm. me $150 to go buy my children, and then I used to bring another young man to church with me to go buy them some school supplies. Amen. Okay. See? Mm-hmm. You do it. What do you do? He will. So, you know, you know, just like I said, they're going to take our vision, but it's our faith yes. that will make us to continue to go on. Because as as Evangelist said earlier, the enemy will come in any kind of way he can and use whoever he can to get us off track. And that's oh, one yes. way he can oh, yes. get us off track. That'll break up a church right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Break up, break oh, up yeah. families and stuff. So, but then now our second one is a dogmatic talk. A dog matters knows nothing, but they conveniently say something. Mm-hmm. This is the type of person that will hinder you. They don't know anything about your vision, but they'll conveniently say something. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the one that I was telling you about earlier, okay. that, that you got to watch out for that one. That yeah. Don't know nothing. Don't know nothing about your vision, but know you got something going on, and they don't always want You sure God told you? I don't think God gave you that vision. They're the ones that always want to attack, even with they even they don't know what they're attacking. Because if you ask someone, you saying that you know what my vision is? Oh, I know it's something, something, something. I know it's something, but that ain't what God gave. You. They don't know nothing. Mm. You know, and it's the same thing when God gives you when the vision comes for you to to move into the gift that God gave you. You know what I'm saying? That when people move, when you move into the gift that God gave you and you get that vision of moving into being past all, all right, you know what I'm saying? Couldn't nobody see the vision. That's right. Sure you know could. what I'm saying? And, 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 and they just wanted to see you as minister, but they didn't want to see you as pastor. And that and 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 that was a vision that God gave you about you moving into that part of operating in the vision that He gave you about being a pastor. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. and it was and it was about you telling somebody, and the person that you told it to told you you wasn't no pastor. Amen. Several times. And then and then God brought a person along that wanted to exhume you and lift you up into what God that you said that God called you in. Amen. And, and and then the connection with that there brought about the prosperity of where you at right now. Amen. And it's the truth because you was obedient, you came, you hung. I can remember many times, if you don't mind me saying, on uh, okay. the confession, that many times you was going to give up. I'm through with this. I'm leaving. I ain't, you know, you wasn't preaching. You wasn't doing nothing. The man didn't want to use you. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, I'm coughing, I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you. I said, no, wait, we're going to pray. Watch. God is going to make things change. 2014 came because you weren't you doing nothing in 2013. But mm-hmm. when 2014 came, boy, 
It was a whole new year for you. The beginning of the year, you started preaching in January. And then you just had a gay engagement, and then the man that didn't want to use you, he started using you. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. And all it was, it was all it was that God wanted you to stand and still stand, even though everything was going on, and not turn your back. And you yeah. and you hung out, and I stayed, and we prayed together, and. You stood, and being to your obedience or standing, God showed you the blessings of your obedience. Yes. Amen. And look where you're at today. Now you're a pastor. You're starting your own church, and Hallelujah. and they can't even believe it. That's why That's why they didn't show up, because they can't believe it. Right, exactly. When Amen. people can't believe what you, what you did and watch you prosper, And tell and probably told other people she ain't no pastor. Always come to my face talking about she a pastor. She ain't no pastor. And now and now the manifestation of you being a pastor has come to fold because now you starting a church. They don't want to come and be a part of that. Because you just made them out of a liar. <laughs> God is going to send. <laughs> That's it. Well, I tell I tell me real quick. All right, tell the truth. Make the devil a liar. And that's what happened. The truth came out about you. You moved, and it made him a liar. Amen. And that's what it's about. The fulfillment of you doing what, what vision that God has given you, and when your vision comes to fold, them people that you're talking about, them doggy dog people, it makes them out of liars. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. So, many, so many nights I came home from Bible study, so many nights I would just, I mean, I would cry like someone had died. My soul was so, I mean, my heart was so heavy, and I used to always ask God, what, what is this vision that you gave me, you know? I, we're just going to be transparent. I'm like, Lord, did you even know the vision you gave me? You sure you gave it to the right person. I, I think you open up email and hit the wrong name, you know. And that's how I felt. But then when I begin to think that, well, why, you know, I hope this helps somebody up there listen tonight. Why not Robin? Well, how am I any different, as the pastor say, from Paula White or T.D. Jakes or even Joel Olsen or, or, or any of these other leaders or even the leaders in the community? How am I any different from them? So I began to thank God for my vision. And even when I went and told my pastor that God had a pastoral call on my life, he said, oh, no, mm-mm. honey, you was made to set underneath to somebody. You're not a leader. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Now, as, as I... Did not have God in me. That's that right. that would have that would have ruined me from church. Period. Some people won't even go back to a church again mm-hmm. when they are hit with such hurt. But I knew inside that God had something for me. So I hope that helps somebody out tonight. That even when the problems arise, where people say you are not the type, even though the pastor I sat under for twelve years, they gave me my preaching license as the pastor that I just left. Do you really think she was called to preach? So these people, they do, they come to hinder our vision. And these, right. as the pastor said, these are dogmatic talkers. They don't know nothing, but they just completely say something because they want to be hurt. Let me just tell you all something. 
about, and I'll make it real short. A lot of people, you said something just now, that she questioned another person that they really called you to preach, but she was the one that gave you your license. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that means that she gave you a license and she really didn't believe in you back then. Because the thing about it, the thing about it, she gave you a license, and a lot of people are being ordained out of, uh, out of appreci- just an appreciation thing because you've been a part, a faithful member of the ministry, and I know you said you, you want to preach, so we're going to ordain you to be a minister, and, that you know, they get together. That will make her happy. So let's do that for her so she'll hang around. And a lot of people got licensed and been ordained, and the people that did it didn't even believe in them. Amen. And then, and then Amen. the thing about it, that's because they didn't believe in them because they didn't have no real spiritual relationship with them to know that that's what God called them right. to be. Right. Amen. And I just want y'all to understand that that as y'all being leaders, and when y'all got people around you, y'all got to y'all got to be spiritually connected with them to know, to know, to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So this 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 is a time of season that God wants wants real people that He has called and ordained that He has called and ordained to be in place. Amen. And not people being ordained because they're they're a good friend of somebody or or I know I knew your mama so being I know your mama we're gonna ordain your daughter uh uh-uh. uh mm-hmm. we're gonna ordain your son no no you know so I, I just wanted to share that that somebody on this line you know if somebody wants to make you license you or whatever and say what Pastor Albright said, you don't even worry about that person because they didn't believe in you, but now you're going to, but God is going to show them that what they didn't believe in, now they're going to have to believe in. <laughs> Amen. 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 We're going to do... Um, a couple more, and then uh, let us get in late in the hour. And I know some of us have church in the morning and some other things to do, but we're going to do a couple more. And um, the, the, the next one I want to talk about were uh, the satisfied centers. These are people who strive for comfort, predictability, and security in life. And they become complacent where they're at. They don't want to move, you know, and, and they have the security of a lack of vision. They just sit on it. And these are some people, this is a person that will hinder you because they sit on their vision. They sit on their vision and now they want you to sit on yours. you like to say anything about that, Pastor, or anybody else? There are so many people that become set in their way. And when you got a leader that's setting his way, he ain't trying to see nobody move past him. That's true. <laughs> you know, um, you could be under his 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 leadership, and um, he'll never he'll never elevate you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's true. 
She'll never open up the door for your gift to make room for itself. Because as long as he could keep you laying and sitting in his place of being stagnated, and I know I'm the verse that thank you all the ghost, I said it wrong. As long as he he could leave you being sitting with him in his comfortable place, he'll leave you stagnated about moving to any other place. Amen. Yeah, because you, you because because let me tell you something. You hang around a person that ain't moving, and, and you and you you got your zeal. Let let me show you something. Let me show you something real quick. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When you came in the body of Christ, when you first got saved, you had such a zeal, didn't you? Amen. You wanted to, you wanted to try to save everybody, but once you really got down and started sitting with the rest of them saints, you became like them, complacent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you something? You start looking at your life before you started hanging out with the saints in the church, and when yeah. you first got saved, you was running for Jesus like a bat out of hell. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And the person wants to say something. Go ahead. I don't want to. I think it's Carol. That's who it sounds like. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, I think that um, we have to be very careful who we sit up under. We have to really, we really have to allow God to lead us to the right shepherd. True. See, a lot of people mm. on the shepherd. God never called them or send them there in the first place. Mm-hmm. A shepherd, I for me, he can't take me where you don't where, where you don't even want to go yourself. Mm-hmm. 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 If, if, if God gave me a vision about something, if God gave me a vision once, and a, and a, and a, a sister class in the church told me that she, I need, she don't believe that God said He was going to do that. You see. And something rose in me. I said, let me tell you something. I don't know what God told you, but I know what God told me. But I realized God allowed her to come to me that way to see if I'm going to move or be shaken. You see? And the thing is, like, you can't, a leader can't take, if a, if a leader, if a leader, <laughs> how do I say it's Jesus? If God gives you a great vision as to what he wants to do with your life and your leader can't see it, something is wrong. Yes. You see? Because the shepherd is supposed to, look, supposed to be looking out after you, because you are you are lost without without a shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. So if you should, if my if God gave me a vision to take me somewhere, and my leader, the shepherd I'm under, say, well, Kira, you know what? I don't see that. It made me question them. You see, because God, if God give it to me, God have to give it to them. That means that I said, I said, Lord, I'm at the right place. You see, that shepherd can't take me where he has not been himself or have any desire thing. If I want a shepherd who, who don't believe God for for prosperity, right? And God say, I'm going to make you a wealthy woman. And he don't believe God for nothing. How can I be under him or her? If I'm going to lead him, I got a, a, a client. She don't pay tithes. Or pastor don't pay tithes. How, are they gonna, how, how can I sew in that mess? But Amen. one time we got to really seek God as to who we're under. 
Amen. Amen. And she's right about that, that your leader, um, you don't mind me talking about you, Pastor Albright. When Pastor Albright came and, and she was Minister Albright at that time, and she started telling me this and that, I told her she was going to be a pastor. I said, well, it'll be messed up because one day you're going to have your own church. And I only told her what God showed me. And look, two years later, she got her own. She got. She just started her own church. Amen. Hallelujah. And the thing about Amen. it, and the thing about it, that it was, it was what her. And sometimes it be who you connect with that 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 becomes a motivation to you. Mm-hmm. Because, like I told you earlier about the vision, is who supports you in your vision. Yes. That makes them, that really motivates you to do what you got to do. And by me being a supporting factor with her and that she knew that she could talk to me and I'm about going, girl, you're going to do this. Next thing I know, she done went to school, went to, and, and next thing I know, she done got a license to be a pastor. Because she knew she wasn't going to get it from homeboy. Homeboy at a church, he wasn't giving her nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But but it motivated her to go on and find other resources that she be, that she be, could be licensed as a pastor and be able to move on in on what God has given her to do. Amen. And you know I want to add to that uh pastor to help somebody else out also. You know, for two years, yeah, about two years, um, I didn't even get in the pulpit hardly. He wanted me to be the um, choir director. Now, mind you, I've never directed a choir day in my life, and I think that he put me there to see if, you know, if I was going to fail. But the choir succeeded to such a level because of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he found and he took me out the choir and then told me to get in the pulpit and help him. And then he gave the choir to his daughter, and guess what? Now they have no choir. Oh, Jesus. But may I say something? I mean, you start your own ministry now. You don't need them anywhere near. Say it again, Sister Carol. What if God has delivered you from that situation and take it to another Mm -hmm. place? You don't need them around you at all. Then why do you come into any of your services? So they don't show up, God bless them. Amen. Amen. You really don't need that. Amen. That's what Pastor Carpenter told me, too. Amen. The thing that you got to understand, let me tell you something. When God gives you a vision, God is going to open up all the doors for you to be able to be equipped to walk in that vision. I want you all to hear that again. Whenever God gives you a vision, he's going to open up doors for you to get yourself equipped to walk in the fulfillment of the vision that he gave you. And what I'm telling you that for, because I graduated from college and everything, and I I, I got a, a B.A. in business. I don't have no B.A. in education. And God wanted me to be a pastor teacher. And I don't know nothing about teaching. And I was in North Carolina, and... I was working one job, 
and we got we got put on every two weeks of work and all like that. And I had to do something else. And uh, one of the principals went to the church. He said, "Yo, I want you to come and sign up and come down to the to, to I mean to the school and um, substitute sometimes." I said, "All right." I, they opened the door for substitute. I substitute for a week, and the next week they were, they wanted me to come. I had to meet the chancellor and come down to take this test. They would come a school teacher, <laughs> and it was nothing but God. Yeah, it was nothing for God because God wanted me to learn. I don't have no preaching ministry. I don't preach. I teach. I believe when God gives you a vision, okay, it will come to pass if we allow him to allow it to come to pass. You see? I think that we just talk too much sometimes. If if God gives me a vision about something, I ain't telling nobody. Well, we we just talked about that. And one thing that, that, listen, you can't bring a vision about by yourself. There's no vision that you can do by yourself. That's why you read the book of Habakkuk. He said, write it down that they may run with you. See, you've got to have people. The resources that God sends you is not money, but it's people sometimes. And when you write it down, they're able to exercise the parts of the vision that you can't exercise. But the problem, like what I'm saying, if God gives you a vision about, because God has given me a vision about things, I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell a soul. All I did was thank God and praise him and thank him. Lead me to people who are not even saved. You see? Sometimes that good that your left hand or what your right hand is going to do. God will put the people in position who he wants to help you to bring the manifestation of the vision to come. But some of the people in the body of Christ, you can't tell them nothing. Amen. Uh, yeah, you, you, you can't you, tell them anything. Yeah. yeah we, 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 just, we, we were talking about that earlier. And that's you have to be very limited. Because some people are there to sabotage God's vision in you. They'll sabotage Um, There's some people that's not going to be about the vision that God gave you, and they'll tell you God ain't give you that vision. I know he ain't. And they will, they will stagnate you and move in the vision by downing you about the vision. So we, we talked about that. that you do, you got to know who you can talk about your vision. And then you gotta watch out that you don't talk like you. If you like like your business that you work in, Carol, when God gave you that vision, it was a, it was probably a good thing that you did keep it quiet because somebody would have you somebody you might have talked to and they might have stole that same and jumped on that same vision that God gave you and brought it to pass faster than you did. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. people will steal your vision. Mm-hmm. You know, we watch we watch people on TV with, with, in the music industry steal people's vision. Um, I think the um, what's the kid that made that that um, record? Uh, happy, happy, happy. Burrell, what's the name? He stole Burrell, some of yeah. some of the, yeah. He stole some of the lyrics from Marvin Gaye's record to make this other guy's record. That's Marvin Gaye's vision on the music that was played over there. But he stole some of it. And look, he just had to pay something like sixteen million dollars or twenty million dollars to the to the Marvin Gaye family. <laughs> I mean, people are still dead people vision. 
What, what makes you think they won't steal you, your vision, you alive? Mm-hmm. So you do got to be, you got to be mindful on who you're going to search, you know, speak about what God is showing you for you to do in your life. And but you know, you sometimes gotta... God will give you a vision about something, and it's such a, it's such a miraculous thing that only God can do. You just got to trust and believe God for it. And you would tell somebody, and, and the person is so negative, you don't need to hear all negativity, you know? But... Yeah, you, you know, Sister Carol, you know, that's a wonderful thing. I'm just going to touch and agree with you. We're going to pray about it. You don't hear it in the body of Christ. But, but, but Carol, we just talked about that. You learn yeah. to know who you can tell and who you can't tell. You yeah. know who's going to be for you, and you know who's going to be against you. Jesus said, if you're for me, you know, and all, he said, either you're for me or you're against me. But Jesus knew who was against him. We grow to know who's against us, who we can talk to. Uh-huh. Who just call and say, you know what, God just told me this, and that person's going to be cheerful, just as happy as you are about what you told them. And you know which girlfriend you're going to call is going to be like, yeah, Cal, okay, mm-hmm, okay. You know which one, you know which one, because that's the one that got that attitude all the time, and you know who got the, the, the right attitude that's going to jump on the bandwagon with you. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the body of Christ. We know who's for us, and we know who's against us. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. I know. <laughs> you know, and and the, and the thing about it, when we get when we get the vision, is that, like I said, we have to know who we can tell. We know who the thieves are. We know who the ones that'll walk with us in it, and we know the ones that'll talk against it. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes, like the sister said, you can't even tell your own pastor. Your pastor might steal your vision. Right. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You can't tell some of the leaders that sit up there on the pulpit because they may steal your vision. As what what happened with Albright. And the woman got it, went and did it, and claimed it to be her. Somebody somebody will claim your stuff. And if you ain't if you ain't in the right spirit about somebody claiming your stuff, it's gonna be some. It'll be a problem. That's so oh, yes. true. That's so true. <laughs> oh, when, I, when I created the Bible room, I didn't tell anyone that was my vision. I didn't tell anyone, but I do know that I had to pray um, that God will send the people in the Bible room who he who he wants to be in the Bible room. That I couldn't do it by myself, but I seen the vision. But with the Bible room, it's all of our Bible room. But I just seen the vision of it. But see, the but thing about it, the, the, the thing about it that that God sends you the resources, and 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 we 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 don't never talk about the resource, but it's the resources that makes your vision grow. Okay, mm-hmm. God sent God the right people as resources to bring the growth to the Bible room, and that's yeah. why you got over three hundred, four hundred some people right mm-hmm. now. You know what yes. I'm saying? Um, yes. Pastor Albright is bringing about the vision of fulfilling the church. And everybody right. that she's hooked up with now is a part of that vision to help her be able to make that vision come to fold. And yes. then where she's at, where she's at uh, personally at, that God is going to send people into the church physically, they are going to be part of the resources to, to bring that church to fold, to grow. Right. You know, it's just that she's got to labor for the Lord and recognize who is who. 
Yes. Because this, yes. well this is well as the, the, the good resources are going to come, so will the bad resources. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because the, the, the devil going to send somebody to try to destroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, and you gotta you got to know who is there about your vision and who who is there to try to destroy your vision. Amen. And that's when you take that time to lay before God. And, and, and pray that God open up your spiritual eyes to Amen. be able to discern these people and know who they are. Because you ain't going to know who they are. You ain't going to know who they are in the flesh. Because just as well as the, de- uh, the devil went in with the angels in the book of Job, he looked just like the rest of them. That's why he walked in with them. Amen. He walked, he, they were angels alike. They had on all white. He walked in there with all white. Because you know, if they would have recognized him, they would have stopped him. Mhm. 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 But the only person that recognized who he was was God, and God said, "What you doing here?" <laughs> he said, "I come to tell you, I've been going to and fro." That's right. <laughs> you know. And that's how you got to have to recognize them when they are coming to your to your vision, because. Right. If you don't, they're going to be going to and fro in your vision trying mm-hmm. to tear it down. Mm-hmm. Amen. Trying to tear it down. Back to you, Pastor Albright. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I think that, um, yeah, it's almost 9 o'clock, and we're going to wrap it up. Um, it's, excuse me, it is so much. Um, I got a lot of my information if anybody um want to get the book because I read this book and it has helped me out and I thought tonight it would be a very good topic. It is from Developing the Leader Within You by John C. Maxwell. That's an awesome book. It sure is. You can read and it will open your horizon on being a good leader and um, that's where I want to give credit to him. I don't want to take any credit because I got a lot of his stuff out of the book for us to talk about tonight because I thought it was so very interesting and that it would help us because, you know, in this time and in this hour, we, we need to be very strong <laughs> because we, we are um, mm. you know, I'm sorry. I, I just laughed because I knew you was reading out, reading, getting the stuff from that book. And that's why I picked up my, my John When you started talking, I ran in and got my John Maxwell Leadership Bible. And that's oh, yeah. why I went into the visions. And when I read about the vision, that's what was hooking up with what you were saying out of that book. Amen. <laughs> I got his Bible, too, and I love it. But um, I want to give credit to him because, um, to be honest, I, I kept telling the pastor, oh, I don't have nothing. I don't have nothing. I don't have anything. And then when I sat down the day, I had made a, 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 a PowerPoint for my children um, a couple of years back to help them to be good leaders. And I said, we're going to talk about this tonight. So I wanted to give credit to, to uh, John C. Maxwell because this is where I got a lot of my information from on tonight. So if you get a chance, get the book. It is an awesome book. Awesome book. Could you repeat and that I, topic again, um, Minister Albright? Pastor yes, Albright? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It is called Developing the Leader Within You by John C. Maxwell. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. It is an awesome book. I'm telling you, uh, you can't put it down. There's just so much information in there and to, to help you become a good leader, not just in Christ, but in your family. 
Oh, okay. The thing, the thing about the thing about what you have to really understand is to be able to know where you are, where you are leader at and where you're not. And what happens is that so many of us step out of our, our lane. Yeah. <clears throat> you got to know what lane that you are leadership in and what lane you ain't a leadership in. Amen. Amen. You know, and you got a lot of people that are stepping lanes they ain't leadership because they're stepping out of their own lane. You know what I'm saying? You got to know where God has put you in that place to be a leader at, and you'll watch the prosperity of your leadership. And when you step out of lane, you won't see no prosperity, so you need to come back and step back where you belong. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I'm telling you, you know, there's a lot of... Hello? Hello? I think you got dropped off, ladies. I think his call got dropped. I think so too. I think so too. To, to come back on. But um, I, I pray that tonight that someone um, got something out of this because this is for me too. Because um, as, as we stated. Yeah, I'm here. I'm okay, here. Also, I, I have y'all on two phones. And one I was on got kicked off, so I had to run to the other room and get the other phone, which I had already on. But um, that's all I wanted to share. I'm sorry. I just want you, you know, y'all to to know that you got to just know what lane you're in, and that's where you that's where you got to walk at. Mm-hmm. You know, and and not try to and not try to be in other people's lane because. Um, one thing about it, when you're in somebody else's lane, you know what I'm saying, you damage people by walking in the lane where, you, where you're not a leader at, right? Mm-hmm. And then you deprive the people of the lane that you should be in that you are a leader at. Because then they got somebody that shouldn't be teaching them or, or with them. So, you know, once you know where your, where your leadership lane is, stay in it.
Sorry to tell everybody, some of y'all were late. We come on at 7 o'clock on Saturdays, and we're sorry that we didn't get a chance to let everybody know, but we're not up here at 9 o'clock on none of the calls no more. It's all at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock, our very own pastor, Robin Albright, will be giving a word on our special Sunday service. So if you made it to church or you didn't make it to church tomorrow and you need a word or you want to hear a word, come and hear her talk about Fantastic. What you talking about? Oh, I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow's topic is, um, oh gracious, you have, I, I can paraphrase it because I can't think of the whole thing right now. I don't want to do wrong. But basically, um, you have experienced a cardiac arrest. Resuscitation is in progress. And so um, I've asked God to give this to me. I don't know if you're going to get a hoop out of it, you're going to get a teaching out of it, but it is a word that God has given me to talk to us about our heart and how he is in the process of resuscitating us from the attack that we've had in our hearts and how to clean out of our hearts. So please come out tomorrow and um, hear a word from Amen. Amen. Yeah, so come on, come on out and be lifted up by that word. Any of y'all that don't, we will have the recording because we're getting that a lot of people went with me to Bible study, and then I put the recording up, and they got blessed by the recording by evangelist uh, Carol Johnson. So Amen. Always, Amen. Always look for the recording. If you miss it, um, don't deliberately miss it. But if you miss it or get knocked off or something happens with you on the phone, we will always put the recordings up on Facebook that you'll be able to um, listen to what was preached or talked about on our ministry, on God's ministry line. With Mm -hmm. that, we we don't have too much to say, but I just hope that everyone got something out of what we talked about tonight. And let and let one thing be known. Your vision is your vision. Don't let nobody talk to you out of your own vision that yeah. God has given you. Because yeah. that's one thing we didn't, we didn't get in, that sometimes people will make you talk you out of your own, out of the vision that God gave you. But uh-huh. I think that, that God gave us one of the things. He said, write the vision down. So if he give it to you, Wake you up 2 o'clock in the morning with a vision. You get a, have a pen and a paper always next to your bed that you can write it down. Mm-hmm. And that way when you wake back up, you can, you can write and write it and write at the top. This is the vision God gave me at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. When you wake up, you won't be saying, what, is, what did I write here? What is this? You'll know what you wrote. And... That's all I can, that's all I can give you. Back to you, Pastor. <laughs> well, I, once again, like I said, I thank everyone for coming out. Um, and I, I pray that everyone has a blessed night and a wonderful service. Amen. 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 So with that being said, as we say here, young men and women in God ministry, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God.
And we pray that everyone has a blessed night. And we love you. Amen. 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 Everyone have a blessed night. God bless. God bless.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.